back streets, back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be the intro? <laughs> <laughs> Isolated and done. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fiddling around, folding anything. I scrunch as much as I can together. I shove it up my ass. <laughs> what do you mean I, as much as you can? Are you talking like? I, I like how many how many spins on a roll? Um, I give it like. You know, I'm kind of random. If I'm at my house, I give it. You know, two. Um, like full spins of the roll. I just crunch it up, stick it in, get whatever I need out. Um, If it's like a marker up there, like a permanent marker, or it just keeps smearing and smearing, I use quite a bit. But if I'm at work, they only have one ply, so and it always breaks when I'm grabbing it. So I grab a few, and then it breaks. So I grab as much as I can. Oh, yeah. And I just... It's like putting out a fire, you know. You just that that bullshit one ply industrial stuff just it's terrible. gobs and gobs of it. Who cares? You're not paying for it. Yeah, no. that's that's nothing, guys. I mean, when I was at school, we had no choice but to smear because the stuff we used to use was like fucking tracing paper. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Did your fingers ever go through by accident and you got poop? Oh, on your dude, fingers? fucking fudge tunnel. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> fucking mud. What was it? As they call it, mud valley. No, Fudge Valley. That's the one. That's just you've been fucking... to you've been to a mall, huh, Shane? Yeah. Tell me about it. And it's just fucking gross. I had poppy seed bread uh, last night, and my grandma makes poppy seed bread constantly, and I just I can eat a whole roll of that. So it's just I'm shitting out poppy seeds for like five days. So it's like yeah. a fistful of BBs hitting the, hitting the <laughs> uh, can. That's right? what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so glad I do a podcast for you guys. I'm <laughs> glad I started recording as soon as I sat down. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's just fucking good. I figured. I, I, I'm not going to just tell you two about my poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it could be worse. You could be pebble dashing the porcelain. What did you just say? Pebble dashing? Pebble yeah, dashing the porcelain? Yeah. That's awesome. I thought you said pepper dashing, and I was like, oh, yeah, because of the poppy seeds. Oh, but pebble dashing the porcelain. Like rabbit poops? That's when your body can't uh, break down the poop enough. That's not yeah. good. That's when you get the rabbits? Yeah, that's when you get rabbit pebbles or poops or whatever. Yeah. Now, what about, like, the snake where you just get, like, a fucking I've got one on my phone. Okay, disclaimer. I think I've said this in the past with my friends and I. We send each other pictures of our poop because we just find it funny. I've got one where it's like vertical sticking out. It's like a snake <laughs> like slithered into the toilet and he's checking the surroundings to make sure he has no predators before he goes completely underwater. Do you know what? Right, last week I let one out so fucking solid and, and it was so long you could mistake it for a chocolate roll. You could you could have mistaken it for a Tootsie Roll pop. Seriously? Yeah, but a Tootsie Roll, for, I mean, at least when I'm thinking of a Tootsie Roll, I'm thinking it's only like an inch long. Yeah, the bite like, size I mean, Tootsie Rolls. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We're talking fucking full-on five-inch fucking beast of a motherfucker. <laughs> Enough to pull out your teeth fillings? Yes. Like a chocolate Twinkie? Yeah. Oh, chocolate Twinkies. <laughs> God. I just made that up. I don't know if such a thing exists. I think they do. It yeah, probably does. You get chocolate I mean, cream. Why would they? Why would chocolate they? cream Twinkies. All right, let's 
let's get this fucking disaster on the road here. Hey! Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode 44. (laughs) (laughs) The first episode of 2018, I should say. We made it through uh, another year, so now we're on 2018. And we uh, we celebrate next month. We actually celebrate two years. Wow. We should get drunk for it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Wait, you guys weren't drunk this entire time? No. No. My birthday's next month. So I could be like a co-thing. Right, let's do it. Well, right, next plan plan for next month is to do the podcast for Mike's birthday. Hey, do you know know what date? It's the the two-year anniversary. I don't know. It's 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 not going to get posted on that date anyway. <laughs> I think actually, I think the date is the eighteenth. Ooh, okay. Boy, you pulled that out pretty quick, there, Shane. I was looking up on it earlier. It's like not it's six days after my birthday. Is it really? <clears throat> so right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I think a plan is forming. Ah. Oh. All right, we will come up with a good idea for that one. Maybe we shouldn't uh, bring in a special guest. I think I'm sure we could talk somebody into getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, see, I bring that up because I'll be on vacation that week. Because I always take my my uh, birthday off week, so I'll be I could be drunk any day. Oh, this is gonna be awesome! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com for now. Uh, depending <laughs> on after our drunken podcast, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, other various nonsenses, including but not limited to music, games, comics, and pretty much anything else that comes up. So um, you can catch us on uh, Gmail at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com and our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Join up there and stay up to date on any nonsense that we're getting into. So before we get started, I got some uh, some shout outs I got to go through, fellas. Okay. So before the uh, after our last show, um, but before the end of the new year, uh, Justin and Adam from Frightfully Forgotten gave us a pretty good YouTube uh, shout out on their show um, as they were going through some of their end of the year stuff. They were uh, very kind to us and said they actually listened to the show, which is ridiculous. What? And uh, yeah. And and then uh, Adam calls me an asshole. So good job, Adam. Why? (laughs) Because it's true. Okay. (laughs) No, they were talking about. Uh, I think I think it was Tom Atkins. No, 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 it wasn't. And uh, was it Tom Atkins? It's because I went to a horror convention and posted some pictures, and they were like, "Oh my god, I want to go meet Tom Atkins." So, but uh, yeah, those guys were very kind to us. So, shout outs to them. Everyone should go check out their YouTube channel, Frightfully Forgotten. It is awesome. And also, uh, shout outs to Amy from After Dark Analysis, formerly Blood Guts and Social Commentary. Um, she's always been that uh, kind to us and. You know, putting stuff out, uh, mentioning us on her show. And uh, she's actually got an ongoing series with me on her channel as we talk about trashy movies and their influence on the cinematic world. Uh, It's probably the only time I actually sound intelligent, and I want to give her full kudos for, like, the editing and making me sound intelligent. 
because I certainly wasn't when we were discussing it. <laughs> See, when it comes so. to Frightfully Forgotten, I absolutely adore that theme tune. Oh, oh, that's amazing, isn't it? <sighs> Fucking Adam man. wrote that too. Do you know what, man? I so want that on a CD because I would play that constantly. I love it. I really do. Um, it's like, it just takes me back to the 80s in such a major way because I love my 80s stuff. And yeah. I listened to that. I actually listened to that on a loop for 30 minutes when I first heard it. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking genius. And posted the link to several people on Twitter and said, listen to this. This is amazing. And that was just, oh, I love it. Yeah, they're they're talented guys and funny too, and <clears throat> super Canadian, like just the most Canadian. Yeah. So those guys are cool. Um, we also got uh, some uh, some mail came in to the all you need is blood pod at gmail dot com. We got a letter from Miguel, who writes, uh, "I just wanted to say I love your podcast. I've listened to everything you've posted through SoundCloud and have really dug it. So please keep up the good work." I'm curious if you guys would do a podcast on extreme horror, such as the August Underground trilogy, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls, Serbian ah. film, Torched, etc. Maybe even the guinea pig flicks, too. Uh, I know a lot of people think these films are shit, but I enjoy the special effect uh, specifically. Um, my other and last request is uh, an episode of 80s and 90s Scream Queens, best of the best list, from Linnea Quigley to Linda Blair, his personal favorite, and everyone in between. And he also uh, gave a shout out to you, Shane, and uh, was passing sympathies on for your loss. Yeah. So thanks for writing in, Miguel. And um, I think the fucking Scream Queen episode is an absolute must. We're definitely going to have to do that. Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. Most definitely. uh, Yeah, and the the extreme horror. um, I've been thinking about doing that one for a while now, so it's sort of been planning but i've never gotten anything done with it i think we're gonna have to bring on a special guest who's uh you know an expert in one of those probably either uh wooden heart or splat because um those people are pretty much way above us on that topic right yeah i think um when it comes to that definitely get um wooden heart on splat would be obviously a bit of a time issue for everybody because obviously he's in australia so oh those aussies yeah so that would be quite difficult to get him on. I mean, cause even if we were to like that, we did when we did the um, Friday the 13th podcast and we had Orlock on, because <laughs> we, had, we had to record at like seven o'clock in the evening. And it was like, that was the worst you know. podcast you've ever done. Yeah. That one had, that one had other difficulties than just recording time. Every yes. time I just think about it, I bust out in laughter. Cause that was a fucking <laughs> strain wreck. God. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I would I would like to do the uh, underground films. I shit on them quite frequently. Oh and, yeah, uh, I you know it'd be kind of cool to like trying to gather up like the best of them. Come on then. What the fuck? What was, was that? that? A ziggy. Oh. oh, it scared ziggy. the shit out of me. <laughs> what the hell's ziggy going on? Is this fucking Doctor Doolittle? Shut up. <clears throat> You're now you've done it, Shane. Ziggy's pissed off, butter. Ziggy, get you... out of here, butter. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are adorable. <laughs> Ziggy butter, Ziggy so. butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we'll have to do something with that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a plan. Um, yeah, I got. There's a little bit of news. Um, I saw that was interesting, and wanted to get your guys' take on it. I don't even know if you guys have heard this. Mm-hmm. So, do you know how the DC uh, comic book movies are like fucking terrible and everything's a disaster? Right. Yeah. 
So they announced they've got a, a a new head to oversee the DC Comics division over at Warner Brothers. Uh, not the comics, I meant the movies, the, uh, the comic book movies. Uh, and it, they announced it's going to be Walter Hamada, um, who doesn't sound interesting or related to our show because it's comic books, but um, he's one of the producers, one of the two people behind the Conjuring universe, the recent oh. It movie, um, a whole bunch of like uh, the, the sort of bigger budget, you know, the, theatrical uh, horror movies that have been out uh, recently, all the Blumhouse stuff. Right. So it's kind of interesting they passed it on to this guy because other than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the most profitable cinematic universe is like the Conjuring universe. Mm. So they're like, all right, we can't get the head of Marvel, so we'll get the guy that's the next best. Um, but what I was thinking was. They're also they also have James Wan who directed you know a bunch of the bunch of the horror movies, uh, Conjuring's and Saw and you know a bunch of other stuff. He's doing the newest Aquaman movie, and I'm wondering if this will open up either more horror directors or more horror oriented sort of comic book movies to be made. You know, there could be there could be all kinds of cool stuff like some Swamp Thing, Constantine, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, or very any other demons or stuff that they do in the uh, the DC comics. I just thought that was kind of interesting that they went that direction. That was pretty cool. Hmm. What, uh, how much, does he have, like, complete control over it? Or is it going to be like, oh, he's here, but there's, like, 20 people above him going, hey, you make this kind of movie. So that's that's been Warner Brothers' big problem the entire time, yeah. is that they've had people running the show, but the people above them are like, no, 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 you're doing this, this, and this. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how much control or direction he's going to have over the universe. It's not like over at Marvel, they've got one guy, Kevin Feige, and he pretty much fucking runs the show. He's like, he knows the overall storyline and whatever next comic book movie gets made, it just has to adhere to that storyline. So, um, but I don't know, maybe they'll go uh, the same direction. Maybe they'll get a little, a little more evil with it. Some more, uh, I think some more horror comic book stuff would be good for everybody. Oh, definitely. Some good comic book movies. Yes, yes. Good comic book movies. That's, yeah. that's the most important part. Um, I wanted to add, um, <clears throat> on a slightly sad note, um, Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead passed away. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, the last the last remaining member of the classic Motorhead lineup. Mm. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, that, that, that does suck. I mean, uh, although... Uh, you know, we lost Lemmy. I think it was the beginning of last year. I think no, it, was it was the end. It was the, it was the end of 2015. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Yeah, December. Boy, it December. feels like yesterday. I know. The pain is still raw. Yeah. Because um, it was him, and then we lost Filthy Animal, Phil Taylor, um, in 2016 as well. Um, and now Fast Eddie. Mm. That sucks. The uh, <sighs> drummer from a the drummer from a New York hardcore based band called Sworn Enemy just passed away as well. Uh, I don't know why or how, but yeah, that sucks too. A lot of yeah. a lot of you know people from the music industry are dying. Too many good ones. I mean, yesterday it was the anniversary of David Bowie. Um, Jesus, that's been two two years. Yeah, boy, that's another one I could have sworn was last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's two years since Bowie passed, our Lord and Savior. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. It sucks. Nobody else die, okay? Let's yeah, uh, let's just keep twenty eighteen the minimum. Yeah, just fucking don't, alright? Yeah, hold it together, everyone. Alright? Yeah. 
please. So also on the, on the, I guess, well, I don't know if we'll call it brighter side, but uh, in the sort of horror news side, a new trailer was released for the next Hellraiser movie. Oh, Hellraiser God. Judgment. Yeah, I'm judging it all right. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> I think everyone's going to be passing judgment on this one. Oh. I, my favorite part about seeing one of these new trailers of, of something like this is just seeing the the response from people that are like, Ooh, I can't wait to see this. Or, oh, this looks pretty good. I'm like, did you fucking watch it? Have you seen any of the fucking sequels? Well, they just see Pinhead. And for some reason, a lot of people actually think it's Doug Bradley. I don't know. And I mean, I'll I'll tell you this. This Pinhead does look a lot better than Babyface Pinhead. Oh, totally. Yes. Totally. But I I don't know. I think they see Pinhead and they're like, okay, I'm going to watch it regardless. And yeah, I'm going to obviously watch it, but. I'm not excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I've said, I've made it this far in the series. I'm going to finish it. You know, I'm going to watch the newest one, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so, yeah, and Shane, I'm, you still you still have like five or six movies you got to catch up on. Yeah, fuck that. How are you going to know what's happening if you haven't watched the last five Hellraiser? It's a very calculated I, universe. You need to watch yeah, every yeah, one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just, I just wouldn't bother. Seriously. It's just no. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that really really looked like shit. Yeah. But um, but what? So let's get to uh, what's going on with you guys, Shane. I'm going to start with you. Have you been watching, listening to, reading anything recently? I have been watching lots of old school movies. I recently picked up the Omen Pentology. Um, on DVD, There's five omens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, basically, because um, you've got uh, you've obviously got the original three, and then you right. have a fourth made-for-TV movie called The Awakening, mm-hmm. which okay, is right. based around the daughter of Damien Thorne, and and then obviously you have the remake. Um, oh, the with, remake! I yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's forgettable. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that. Um, I've been watching lots of old school horror. Uh, so I've been watching, I have been digging out the old hammer horror movies again. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a tradition for me at the beginning of each year. I kind of like dig out old school horror movies that I've not seen for ages. So it's like hammer horror and then like obviously evil dead and um, like a few other classics. Uh, I'm currently going through a bit of a vampire fixation at the moment. And even as we speak, I am watching 30 Days of Night, funnily enough. So, because <laughs> um, I do love that movie. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, movie-wise, um, there was a film that we all decided we were going to discuss um, tonight <laughs> that I watched the other day. Um, and we will get onto my opinions of that uh, <laughs> shortly. Um, yeah. There was also, I watched... Um, Happy Death Day. Great movie. Which, I I loved it. It was so funny. It yeah. really made me fucking laugh. And I needed it. You know, I needed the laugh. I was just like, I weren't sure what was what to expect. But then I watched it, and I just ended up pissing myself laughing throughout the entire film. It was fucking great. Um, and what else have I been watching? Um, Kingdom Hospital. Can you remember the old um, Stephen King um, written 
TV series that came out in 2004 that had Andrew McCarthy in it. I've got the VHS of, of like, uh, it's like the first VHS in that thing. I've never actually watched it. Do you know what? It's actually not a bad TV show um, for what it is, because it's based on a short story, or it's based on a story, and Stephen King wrote the screenplay for it. Um, and he also has a cameo in the final episode, which I thought was quite funny. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it's basically about a hospital that's um, built on the remains of an old um, cotton factory where uh, basically everybody in it was killed um, through a fire and the the hospital that they're in is haunted. Um, So uh, all sorts of shenanigans go on in there. But, um, yeah, I've been watching that. I watched that over over a a couple of days. Um, Music-wise, I have been listening to Queen a lot over the past week, which is a bit of a random one um, because I had a few uh, crop up on my Spotify playlist, and I thought I haven't listened to that for a while. And it was like you forget how heavy Queen are, you know, Oh, definitely. They came out with some fucking riffs, you know, monster riffs, you know. It was oh, yeah. pretty fucking amazing. And Freddie Mercury, still the greatest showman on earth, in my opinion. I still say he's the best uh, rock vocalist of all time. Oh, fuck yeah. I agree. Well and true. Yeah, that, that's hard to argue against. I'm, now I'm trying to think if there's a fucking better vocalist. I like the uh, lead singer of uh, Sticks a lot. I forget yep, his name. Okay, but uh, I, I I think hands down it's Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Rob Halford's good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, Ro, Ro, uh, Judas Priest got a new album coming out. Yeah, that song oh. is very good. The new uh, it's like something lightning, and it's really fucking good. Oh, I haven't I, heard that at all. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. I'll have to check that <laughs> out. In a bit. They've got pre-orders going for. Uh, it's cool, actually. Funny they mentioned I was looking at like pre-orders for their vinyl, and they've got uh, I think it's like forty or fifty bucks. I think that you get like a shirt plus uh, two vinyl, and they're both uh, colored vinyl. I think one's hmm. orange and one's blue for like fifty bucks. I don't see, you don't see deal. that too often. Usually, it's like one band's like here, here's a shirt and a blue vinyl. Here's another bundle where it's a shirt and a, the orange vinyl. But it's pretty cool. Judas Priest is doing that, and I think it's signed too, which is cool. Oh, that's awesome! I have to keep an eye out for that because yeah. although I'm not a fan, a major, I'm not a fan of Judas Priest as such. Stuff like that, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, um, going back on stuff, uh, I've not been reading anything. I have bought a couple of books, but um, nothing major. Not really. I bought a book by uh, Matt Haig called The Humans, which I was recommended. So um, I shall be uh, giving that a read at some point. Um, what else is going on? Oh, uh, I've sent the designs in for my tattoo, um, Ooh. which I will be getting started on next Friday. Nice. Yeah. Now, um, now Shane, are these just uh, are these just things that you found in places? Or are you going to give the uh, the artist a little bit of uh, freedom to sort of make it their own? I am going to give it, give the artist a little freedom to make it her own. Um, but I am very specific in where I want some of the um, 
design some of the characters. So I, I have specified, I specifically want Eric Draven and Pennywise at the top. So um, Right <clears throat> on top of the lower back. No, no, on my arm. It's going, oh. on, it's going on my arm, um, on my right arm. So it's arm. not a tramp stamp then? No, it's not a tramp stamp. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be Eric Draven, Pennywise, Michael Myers, um, and a couple of others. Um, Sean from Shaun of the Dead is going in there. Marlo from 30 Days of Night. Um, I'm going to chuck in Frank and Furter as well. Um, I'm also going to have Sam from Trick or Treat. I'm debating if I'm going to have Freddy Krueger in there, but then because it's going to be like a half sleeve, I can debate it and I can add stuff over time. Oh yeah, that's going to be more than one session. You're not just oh fuck that. yeah. Well, I've booked in for a five hour session, so um, um, that's my initial session. So we'll be just getting most of it done, and then the rest of it 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 will be coloured. So the rest of it will be hmm. other sessions will just be it'll be kind of sexy. I'm looking can forward. I make a request? What? For the Michael Myers, can you get the the Halloween four mask that has the blonde <laughs> hair and doesn't look anything like Michael Myers? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> now the one I've that... gone for, the one I've gone for is kind of um half silhouette sweet yeah that's a that's specifically targeted towards the uh the guys on frightfully forgotten who think that that mask isn't that bad it sucks fellas it's garbage yeah yeah it looks I like a know. fucking backstreet boy <laughs> <laughs> backstreet back all right yeah <laughs> can that be the intro <laughs> <laughs> Isolated and done. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> hey, that should go in. That should go in the extras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the extras. Podcast. Oh my god! So, how about you, Mike? What have you been getting into lately? Um, I've been trying to catch up on my 2017 metal. I'm not really when something new comes out. I, I mean, I cannot listen to everything. I like people, especially in the metal community. They go to Reddit and they make like top 50 lists of the best metal albums to come out. Uh, I've been listening to uh, some of those. Um, one of the bands is uh, Power Trip from Dallas, Texas. This is a thrash metal crossover band and their new album. Power Trip. Yeah. They're it, not new, are they? I think I've heard of them before. Uh, their first album was in like 2013. Oh, okay. And uh, their newest album is called Nightmare Logic. I think it came out in like January or February. It's extremely good. Um, I'm also listening to a progressive rock band called Mutoid Man. Um, this is their second album and it's called War Moans. And I never thought I'd get into them because they're not something I usually listen to, but it's like every song on that new album of theirs is like a different genre of rock. And it could get all the way up to like some like metally riffs. And then other times it's like really like soft and lead singer's got a super awesome voice. Everybody in the band is just excellent. And that's one of the best albums I heard. Um, and it's not even a metal album. It's like a progressive rock uh, album. But it's, it's fucking awesome. Um, and then um, I want to give a shout out to two people on the UHM board, the forum. It's uh, Yuzami Yuz, Uzumaki W. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I know what uh, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I never know how to say his name. And the mutilated, they've become like my my two little like metal friends because for a while I've just I was only posting metal music. And when Cool Mike got a chance to log in like once a week, he'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I was just posting metal. <laughs> songs like from YouTube to myself and then these two guys I think uh that Uzumaki guy has been around for a while but Mutilated I think is yeah. new and uh they're you know posting links as well and they posted a 1995 uh atmospheric black metal album by a band called Ulver and it's uh called Bergtot et Eventir Capitaler not caterpillar. What is it like Swedish or something? Uh they're Norwegian. Oh, okay. So That's close. It's it's they said he was like, Oh, it's you know, it's the greatest black metal album ever made. And I'm not huge on black metal, but I started listening to it and I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but it is phenomenal. Hmm. Um it's probably one of the best black metal albums I have ever heard as well. And oh. I can't stop listening to it, even though I have no idea what the hell they're saying, but the way they play the music on that album is fucking awesome. Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I guess their later stuff they kind of went to like electronica and like ambient, but uh, yeah, I, that's like one of their. I think that's their their first album, and it's just fantastic. Um, other than that, I just surpassed two hundred films on my three hundred and sixty five days of horror. Hey, yeah, I'm on day like one forty two now, and uh, I decided to do my two hundredth film for from a movie that I think is the funniest horror comedy ever made. And I think it's uh, safe to say it's what we do in the shadows. Yes. 2014. Um, I watched that movie, I think two years ago for the first time or last year for the first time. And to me, that is funnier than Shaun of the dead, funnier than any horror comedy I've ever seen. And I, that's one of the two movies so far I've given a perfect rating to on my list. And I absolutely love it. Um, other than that, uh, some other recent ones I watched. I watched Bone Tomahawk, Tomahawk for the first time, and that was near oh. perfect. That was fucking <clears throat> phenomenal. It was yeah, I'm surprised you hadn't caught that yet. Being a big uh, Kurt Russell fan, <laughs> yeah, I was I was gushing over his uh, his beard the whole movie. Yeah, I bet you were gushing, mate. I was. Yeah, for my for my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like it's like a, a adventure horror movie, and uh, it's phenomenal. I, I loved it. Yeah, that movie, I best describe it. I think that actually, Shane, that was the first podcast we discussed that movie. It was. And uh, I think I best described it as that's it's a cannibal movie, like from the yeah. 1970s. It just happens to take place in the old West. Yeah. Right? It's, you know, like a uh, what's his name? Ruggiero Diodato. Yeah. Uh, film. And uh, I had so much fun watching it. It was great. And uh, there are scenes in that I still have difficulty watching. They still might be fucking cringe. Oh, yeah. That 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 one scene, like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, And last thing I want to say is I have been reading a book called Subtle Art of Giving of Not Giving a Fuck. And that's the name of it. And it's about kind of take your mind off like. Because I have really bad anxiety, horrible anxiety, to the point where like my stomach and chest hurts when I start thinking about stupid shit. And it's, yeah. a, it's a great book if you do have anxiety or depression. And this book is hilarious because the, the author – I've only read the first chapter, but um, he kind of tells you to stop 
fucking thinking about frivolous shit and start worrying about shit that's important, actually. So I'm getting through that. It's got really good ratings on Amazon, and I was excited to pick that up. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. You'll have to cool. send me. You'll have to send me a link for that, Mike. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. I'll, yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it to you on Facebook. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, myself. <clears throat> I've been. Well, I finally finished Breaking Bad, Mike. So I'm caught up with the rest of the planet. How got... did you think about that little? I don't know if Netflix has that. That. Oh, I I looked it up. <laughs> what? What do you mean you looked it up? Are you looking? Are you talking about the alternate ending? No, not the alternate ending. Okay, oh. spoilers. If you haven't, you so you said you finished Breaking Bad. Yes. Okay, spoilers. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad or, or finished it, don't listen. <laughs> I don't know. Ryan will edit. Listen, it's so I'm the only person that hasn't watched this yet. <laughs> the uh, the mid season finale of the the last season when Hank spoiler edit finds it out on the shitter that's yep. that scene gives me goosebumps every time i think about it because they did that scene so incredibly well and you had to wait a fucking year for that to conclude oh i'm so glad i didn't have to yeah, do that I, I, I had to wait 30 seconds as it played a <laughs> half the credits and then the next one started <laughs> i'm glad did you like it though overall oh yeah there's like that that one part you're talking about there are so many instances of that that you get goosebumps mm. you're like Oh shit! Now it's gonna go down. Like th- there are so many times throughout the whole series that that, that that kind of shit happens, and it's made extremely well. The acting is some of the best I've ever seen on TV or any movie, and you know the plot is great. There's there's some de- you know some parts that are slower that I'm less interested in. I wasn't a huge fan of season three. I think that one was like it was okay. It wasn't as mind blowing as some of the other stuff, but um. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Good. So, but I'm glad I got that done. Um, so let's see, what else did I get? What else did I watch or anything? Uh, comic book wise, I read a bunch of weird stuff. I read some. Um, let's see, I read the uh, X Men versus Avengers series, which was interesting. Um, and I sort of read that because the um, Disney slash Marvel recently bought Fox. Yep. And that means they get to bring in the X-Men and Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm like, oh, they might be able to make Avengers vs. X-Men. I better read this to see what the fuck it is. Oh, God. I just realized something. That means there's potentially going to be another Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot. Why is that? (sighs) Who owns Buffy? Fox. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you want more Buffy, Shane? No, I'd rather have the old school Buffy than the new stuff. With like the first one with uh, what's his face, uh, Pee Wee Herman as one of the vampires. Oh well, the movie's a different matter. I'm talking about the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's yeah, not so... that's not something I would I would encourage. But yeah, but that was good. I, I yeah. read. I've been reading some Alien comics too. Those are always interesting. They they run the range of amazing to fucking terrible so you never know what you get when you start a new alien comic series or something and um let's see i'm trying to think of horror movies i've been watching recently a bunch of weird stuff i've been sort of going through my collection and picking out movies that i haven't watched so i started in like one of my sections on the slashers and i've just been making my way through it saying oh i've never watched this but it's been sitting on my fucking shelf so 
that's been uh, that's been pretty much miss every goddamn time. I don't think I've found a good one yet. Everything's been awful so far. With the exception of, not necessarily that it wasn't awful, but there was one movie I watched, and I'm blanking on the name, and I don't want to get up and go look at the DVD case, <laughs> uh, but it had, like, Dennis Hopper and Robert Carradine and, um, uh, what the fuck's the guy's name? Um, uh, dude from Reservoir Dogs, cuts the guy's ear off. Michael Madsen. Michael, Michael yeah. Madsen. It's got Michael Madsen in it. So it's got like a great cast and the movie is just complete shit. It has this, <laughs> this guy, this guy telling the story of every single fucking person. Like they'll show somebody on the screen hitchhiking and then a voiceover will come out and be like, that's old Duke. Duke's out here to try to make his money in the oil game. And now Duke, but Duke doesn't know what he's getting into. And then like a fucking truck pulls up and picks him up. And like the, throughout the whole movie, every single person, this voiceover comes in and talks about the, the people in it. It's so dumb. Uh, I'll have to look up the name later. But yeah, so, I mean, other than that, uh, that's about it for now. You know, still getting into the new year, watching some of these shitty movies and, uh, you know, get into our main our main topic we're going discuss, to discuss later. But since I mentioned shitty movies, Uh-oh. perhaps we can move into a subject that you requested we do, Mike. Yes. Damn Day you, Mike. Dead, Damn you. Yeah. Day of the Dead Bloodline. Right. The first 2018 movie I've watched this year. Yep. So, um, Mike, what'd you think of Day of the Dead Bloodline? I torrented it with pride. And <laughs> it is probably the one of the worst movies I have seen in my little 365 days of horror thing. I gave it a 1 out of 10. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people saying it wasn't that bad and, and whatnot. But... Since it has Day in the Dead, Day of the Dead in the title, that's what bugs me the most. Like oh, this is such hurts it. That, yeah, that because hurts it's it so such much. a blatant, lazy piece of shit that they couldn't make anything on their own. Like they had no ideas of their own. So they copied just like I don't get why this movie exists. I don't. Like what the fuck is the point of creating a remake of Day of the Dead when to my knowledge, when I was watching it, they don't even reference any events of like uh, dawn or night. So it's like they have like this a new title, uh, but it's like the same storyline. It just doesn't make fucking sense to me. And I, I, I just I thought it was terrible. Like the, a lot of the actors and actresses, they speak like robots. They're like, hey, oh let us go get drunk now. Let us party. It's like, uh, no. Uh, the bub character was decent and there were some good effects in there, but overall it was like late, like the way that the backstory of bub was stupid. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was fucking awful. And if they, they should have just like did like a sequel to day of the dead or a, a different kind of reimagining because this was lazy as shit. Wow. What would you think Shane? thought it was fucking awful. Um, blatantly, I agree with everything that Mike says, apart from the fact that the Bub character looked like Till, Till Lindemann from Rammstein. It, he totally did. He fucking really <laughs> did, didn't he? You know, so oh he, shall for, he shall forever be referenced as Till. Yeah. Now um, I'm fucking picturing it. That is a brilliant yeah. observation, Shane. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Till was probably the worst character in the entire film. I mean, starting oh, off. No way. I wouldn't start, go that far. 
Well, starting off with um, his obsession with his nurse and how much he loved her. And this was before he got bitten. Um, you know, and the fucking, the fact that it was all the infection and everything. It was like five years timeline. There was a five year gap. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Why hasn't he deteriorated to the point of like being rotten? You know, as in like a skeleton. It's five years, you know. In that time, you're going to deteriorate. Your flesh will fall off and there will be nothing left but a skeleton. But he seemed perfectly preserved. Um, yeah, but they kind of explain that, Shane. That's besides the fucking point. You know, it's... <laughs> you can't call him out for something. Do you know what he I did, think? like, one thing right. Do you know what I think is the most ridiculous part? In the beginning, the nurse was, like, very justified. She's like, listen, I don't want to take this dude's blood. He's fucking obsessed with me. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, nah, you'll be all right. And not only... <laughs> Just fucking do it, lady. Is she apparently the only fucking person in that hospital to take his blood? They make her do it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this guy is, like, fucking carving her name into his arm. Like, yeah. she's justified in wanting help. And the nursing staff is like, nah, you're fine. And not only that, I mean, it just sounded, it was either really badly dubbed. Oh, my or, God. Or it was just, the audio mix was so out of fucking sync. It just seemed really, really bad. And I'm sorry, but the zombies, I mean, this goes back to the Day of the Dead remake that came out with Mina Savari. There's a lot of zombies with extreme intelligence how the fuck did Till manage to get from that bunker, right, and hold on underneath that truck when they went into compound? That was hilarious. <laughs> it was just fucking ridiculous. Of all the people outside that compound, he's just fucking running around, no problem. Yeah, exactly. And the fact, yeah, all right, he, he chomps on a couple of guys as he's going in there. But, I mean, it was just fucking eat and run. You know, eat and run. Oh, look, there's an air vent. I'm going to jump into that air vent. Eat and run. Oh, I'll just munch this guy and then jump up there. You know, it's like, no, it was all fucking wrong. Um, I just, I didn't like it one bit. I thought it was actually fucking terrible. Um, uh, let me pose this question to both of you guys, because I've got my own answer. Who is the worst in this movie? I would say the uh, the Captain Rhodes character. Rhodes? Yeah. I, it's not Rhodes. I don't know, I, I don't I know, know his saying. name, but he's just like going out of his way to be a dick while Rhodes yeah. had like, you could tell he just had like a, a dickish slash like scared personality where he wanted to protect people, but he just, he's just a shitty people person and he was yeah. just a jag off. This guy is just like a jag off 1 million percent of the time, like yeah. for no reason at times. It's just, it was just, well, he had some good points though. Oh, he had like, great points. Like the first time Bub got out, and he's like, well, this thing's going to fucking start killing people. We got to get rid of it. Yeah. Obviously, that's what you have to do. And I'll tell you what, you could fucking kill him off and still get your blood sample. Yeah. Or you could stick the fucking needle through the chain link fence without mm -hmm. letting them in. <laughs> yeah. Ah, dude, I laughed so hard when I saw that fence scene. It was off. And like she kept every time she goes to jog, she runs like two feet away from the fence. Like, oh why are you God. riling them up? They're fucking zombies and they want to kill you. A chain link fence is like wobbling and shit. Like, it's going to come down. <laughs> if, now, how about yeah. you, Shane? Who's, do, you, do you think that um, uh, Bub was the worst part? Or, yeah. or what do you think? Till was definitely the worst one. Till was the worst. <laughs> See, I'm, yeah. I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think the fucking main character was the worst. She was terrible. 
She was. She was maybe, bad. She, she was maybe the worst actress I've ever seen in anything. See that to me that also goes hand in hand with the um, serious fucking audio issues because yes, I'm sure there was audio issues with that movie because it was just it to me it was either really badly dubbed or it was really really badly mixed. You know, right. now, I know I know what you guys are thinking because you're disgusting pirates and you just stole this movie like the filthy scum that you are. Of Correct. course. But I will come forward and admit that I, as my fucking legal eagle self, was like, all right, I do, I'd say I don't pirate and I'm going to fucking stick to my words. I plunked down the six ninety nine and fucking rented this thing from Amazon. You fool! You gave fool. this movie money. I've never been more the ashamed. Movie, the money you life. spent on this was more me. than the audio budget they had for this. The audio, yeah. and if you're thinking like, oh, maybe the audio got screwed up when somebody ripped this or whatever. No, no, no. It is just the worst. The dubbing is yeah. the worst. The acting is the worst. Everything is terrible. Like, the entire audio setup of this is... I, I've watched, you know, like, shot on video movies that use the mic that's on the camcorder as the only audio source <laughs> that sound way better than this. Yeah. Well, I saw the, um, like, it was playing near me, but it was, like, an hour away for some reason. Oh my and God, I was like, imagine? see, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I, I don't really want to rent this off, like, Amazon, um, because I knew it was going to be shitty. So if I was going to go see it, I wanted, I probably would have preferred, because I have literally a movie theater two minutes away from my work. And sometimes Val and I go catch a movie after work sometimes. But this was an hour away. I was not spending an hour worth of gas to pay, you know, 20 bucks for her and me to drive an hour back just to, to be shitty about it. And I know I'm being overcritical of it. And I know that, you know, we all are in a way it's not yeah, the worst I mean, shit we've ever seen. It's totally no, not. It, I'll but, tell you this. It's the worst thing I've seen so far this year. Correct. And the dog agrees. But the fact that it has day of the dead in the title and all these little problems, it's, it's awful. It's, it's fucking, if they took day of the dead out of the title, I would probably give it like a three. Just for yeah, but at the same at the same time, Mike, you would have watched this movie and you would have been like, "This is a Day of the Dead ripoff." Exactly. They're just doing Day of the Dead. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I actually, I I asked uh, our buddy Matt Blazy about um, ah! a little background on this because I was like, "Listen, dude, how do these Day of the Dead movies keep getting made?" And you don't see the same thing happening with Dawn. Okay, Night of the Living Dead, yes, it does happen, but I know that's public domain, and yeah. anyone can use the name Night of the Living Dead for fucking pretty much anything. So, but I'm like, how does Dawn of the Dead, they only had that one remake, which is, you know, whatever, people got their own opinions, but it's nowhere near as bad as any of this. No. Um, how do they keep getting Day of the Dead made? And he, he told me that Taurus Entertainment owns the rights of, to Day of the Dead, so they'll sell the rights to fucking anybody. But apparently the title Dawn of the Dead is owned by the producer of the movie, Richard Rubenstein. And he is much more selective and will be like, no, we're not fucking going to lend Dawn of the Dead out to any asshole. So you should have got Matt on for this because we we would have all. He wouldn't watch it. I I asked him about it. He's like, I'm not watching it. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) See, we should have just got him on just for fucking shits and giggles because he would probably just agree with us without even watching it. But what made me laugh, his post on Facebook was him talking about how everybody's going out and watching the shitty Day of the Dead remake because everybody knows it's going to be shitty. So his his um, action was, I'm going to watch this shitty remake of Dawn of the Dead from 2004. Uh, yeah, well, that's bullshit. It's it's not bad. That's, no, that's no, a like great that. movie. I, I do like that. I'll movie. stand by that. Yeah. 
but I think we need to get Matt on for a podcast. Hey, maybe we should get Matt on for Mike's birthday podcast. I don't know if Matt is willing to get as drunk as we're going to need somebody. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Could be worth it. You live close by. You live you oh, live closer to him than what we. That's do. true. He's he's in Pennsylvania. Yes. Um. But yeah. So so back to this movie. Like some of the notes that I took down. I got the audio is unbelievable. That's one of the first notes I have. Like yeah. that's the first thing I picked up on. Like how is it this bad? Yeah. Um, the acting is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the script is clearly written by someone who does not speak English as their first language. Correct. And I also loved the zombie salad snake part as Bub is crawling through the fucking <laughs> through the facility. And he's growling super loud and nobody could fucking hear him. Yeah, right. Every two seconds, he's like, ah, ah. And then like, he gets into the air vents. <laughs> he gets into the fucking ventilation system. He's crawling around. Yeah. I'm like, this is Metal Gear Solid. I'm just... Oh, man. So, so, but the guy that plays him, right? This guy, uh, Jonathan uh, Sheech? Jonathan Sheech? I don't know how to say it. Right. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff, right? He did the movie Doom Generation. He did the. He was in the Prom Night remake. He was in a Masters of Horror episode, a Fear Itself episode. He was in Laid Laid to Rest and Chrome Skull Quarantine. So the the guy's sort of a genre guy, and arguably his makeup was without a doubt the best in the movie. Correct, because he is the main zombie, clearly. Um, but and I think he also does an adequate performance with like the facial expressions and shit. I think that's awesome. He did the best he could for that role. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to fault him. No, not at all. Um, That's what I meant when I said he was decent. I was like, he did a a decent job with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The girl was horrible. I hated every single one of the commandos or whatever. (laughs) Um, And and especially, I feel real bad for, um, what the guy's name is, Marcus Vanko. He plays Baca, who is the main girl's boyfriend. And he was born with a genetic defect of having a 14-year-old boy's face in a man's body. (laughs) Like this guy who I don't know who cast this guy and was like, you know what? That dude looks like a fucking commando that would kick some ass. <laughs> well, that's like you brought up the commandos. There was no uh, like back and forth. Like Rhodes had his like little posse yeah. and they're all backed him up. Like he the Rhodes character in this movie, he has nobody. Even his own brother is like, you need to fuck off. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. You, the guys. Yeah. Rhodes's brother. That guy um, you're talking. He looks like <laughs> Lucas Haas. Who's that? Lucas Haas was in, oh, Jesus Christ, film in the 80s. He was like, um, with, oh, shit. Hang on, I'm going to have to I look don't him. know, Shane. going to have to look him up. You're going to have to Google him. Yeah, because basically he's been in a couple of, um, uh, now you're talking about a guy that this like Bulgarian actor looks like. He does, but you look at him, you look at him, and then you look at Lucas Haas, and you will see the difference. I mean, he's right. just now 50, 41 years old, so it's... All right, what films has he <laughs> been... No, I'm not joking, man. You so really... while, while Shane's looking that up, Mike, <laughs> um, is there anything else terrible that you want to point out about this movie? Because I could, I, I could probably think of like another dozen things. Uh, the story's shit. The, yep. you know, the, the effects weren't bad, but it was like the effects are on screen for such a little amount of time that they like edited them out as soon as they go on screen. Um, that's what pissed me off. 
uh, her jogging really made me abnormally <laughs> mad. Not because like she can outrun me because I'm a big guy, but her running right next to the fucking um, chain link fence was just bugging the shit out of me every time she did oh. it. Speaking of the chain link fence, can we discuss, because, you know, there's parallels between this and the original Day of the Dead. Can we talk about the Day of the Dead chain link fence scene versus the bloodline chain link fence scene? So, you remember in, in Day of the Dead, when they have, when they're they're sort of bringing the zombies in, you know, to get them to, to right. leash them up and bring to Frankenstein. They've got this double pen situation that they use for, like, cattle and stuff where they've got a couple different fences and a guy from above, and there's, like, a whole scenario to bring in one zombie. In this movie, there's a chain-link fence with a latch that you would have on, like, a pool so that you could get into the fence and out of the fence. And, and the plan is we'll just open it real quick and, like, let one through and then close it. Meanwhile, this guy is, like, he's got his fingers through the fence holding onto him, and there's, like, swarms of zombies on the other side. And the whole time I'm thinking, why don't they just bite his hand? Exactly. <laughs> he's just sticking right through this stupid fence. Right, it's so idiotic. Sorry. Go ahead, Shane. Lucas Haas was in the film... Oh, shit. Where's it gone? Um, oh, no. <laughs> Witness. Nope. From 1985. He's also been in episodes of Twilight Zone, Amazing Stories, Lady, okay. in, Lady in White. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, that's one movie I've seen. Yeah. Is he a little kid in there or something? Yeah, he was, yeah, because um, he's a year younger than me. He's um, 42. Um, he's also in Mars Attacks. Uh, Is he playing any... Okay, wait, wait, wait. In Mars Attacks, was he the main kid in Mars Attacks? Yes, I think he was, yes. What? Yeah. There's no There's way you're the same age. So. As the, There's no oh, way. No, I thought he looked like him. I really did, genuinely. Oh, oh looked like him. Yeah. That's I'm not saying he is him. I'm not saying it is him. I just said he looks like him with the beard and everything. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. This guy had like a fake beard. You could tell because he was only 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, overall, this movie is absolute shit. And uh, I don't it think sucks. anyone should see it. I've got one final question for you guys. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen these or not, but is this worse than Day of the Dead 2 Contagium or the Day of the Dead remake from around the same year? I, I didn't see Contagium, but I think this is the worst. I think this is worse than the uh, the uh, Ving Rhames or one. Ving Rhames is in that, right? Yeah. Um, let me see here. Yes, yeah, he Ving was. was in the remake, but Day of the Dead Contagium. I'm trying to see if there's anybody in this. I got the DVD here. Let's see. You have the DVD. <laughs> no, there's no one in this that anyone's ever heard of. Yeah, I think I think this is the worst day of the dead yet um i think i hated this more than i did the first day of the dead remake mm-hmm. uh it, at least that one i mean while it took the name day of the dead it really had nothing to do with day of the dead and i think that actually bought it a little leeway and that you're like oh they're not trying to do the same thing no this movie was trying to do the fucking same thing and it failed so hard just completely blew it so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 2 out of 10, and uh, I'm probably going to say, so far, it's definitely the worst movie in 2018. Yeah. Yep. Um, while you guys are doing that, I'm going to go have a quick piss break. Yeah, I'm going to join you, Shane. Uh, no, you're not. Yeah, oh, I'm going to stand right next to you. Uh, you <laughs> <Move> fuck <over>. off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know what's on your mind. Freak. Right, I'll be right back. <laughs> I've had a, a I posted something on um, Instagram uh, earlier on regard in regards to the uh, podcast tonight, and I've had a few uh, comments on that. <clears throat> I've had. All right, Shane, uh, what do you, well, what do you got for us? Right. Well, I have um, one of my followers, D Shake seventy two. Suggested, uh, obviously, films that we watch on a cold day when you're wrapped up on the sofa. He suggests The Thing and mm-hmm. American Werewolf in London, primarily for the reason of Jenny Agatha, which can't say I blame him. Um, <laughs> Listen, just because you're wrapped up on a cold day doesn't mean you have to masturbate. You kind of do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got, uh, what was it? Um, XJ, XJ, X, X9481X says... Get a better screen name, kid. <laughs> he goes with 30 Days of Night as well. Um, then you've got uh, Leather Wings. He says 30 Days of Night because he prefers the movie to the comic. Um, Horror Geek, which is Lindsay from UHM. Mm-hmm. She suggests Halloween, The Fog and the Lost Boys. Um and sort of missing the link there. Yeah, I know. But Cutty Can't Hang, as in our good old friend George, he suggests yep. Shredder, a grossly underrated slasher flick. Oh, I'm so glad he brought that up, because that was going to be on my list <laughs> to discuss <Yeah>. tonight. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, yeah. although I'm going to disagree with George, I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's just rated where it should be. It's a <laughs> shitty slasher. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. So speaking of that topic, Shane, mm-hmm. would you like to discuss whatever movie that you did not choose? <laughs> well, I didn't actually choose a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I just, oh man, this is just awkward. Um, <laughs> it really is awkward. Um, no, because I didn't actually get around to choosing a film because I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like, shit, what movie do I choose? And I just couldn't think of anything. See, here's what bothers me, Shane. And I'm just, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a little meta. Uh oh. Go on. So, as far as I know, during this week, you've had problems where your heat has been knocked out of your building that you live in. Yes. So you've been cold as shit. You're sitting in your in your flat. You've got a bunch of movies to watch, and you couldn't pick one to choose for this podcast. No. <laughs> like it's the exact description. You're cold. What do you watch? Yeah, I. So, what did you end up watching? Um, Pornhub. Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back to the masturbating. Of course. Uh, he doesn't no, masturbate. I'll... He watches it for the performances. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they. You know what? There's better performances on Pornhub than you're going to see in Day of the Dead, Bloodline. I agree. Yeah, fucking right. There, there is. That is true. That is very true. Um, oh, I, well, I'm just trying to think what I actually watched this week. I watched The Omen. Um, I watched Stand By Me. Um, Can you pick something <laughs> like horror related? Oh, right, yeah. Horror Stand re- By Me's got a little. There's a body. Yeah, that's it. true. An that's a corpse. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! Do you know what? Let's go with the Omen. Fuck it. All right, Shane. You're. Let's talk about your cold weather movie, The Omen. Now you're talking the original one, not the remake. I hope. Is <laughs> it fucking right? I'm talking about the original. Um. Because the remake with Lee Schreiber, no, not not the greatest. Right, um, basically, 
the omen is about the birth of the Antichrist, in case you didn't know. Um, but basically, Lee Merrick and um, Gregory Peck, they adopt a child, um, not actually knowing that this kid is the, the Antichrist or the son of the Antichrist. So basically, they adopt him, take him home, they raise him as their own sort of thing. And lots of mysterious deaths happen surrounding this little kid. And you think, oh, he's such a sweet little kid. But no, it's, he's not. He's pure, inherent evil. Um, he basically, uh, the kid, the parents, they, one is the ambassador to Great Britain, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Right, he's um, an American that's the ambassador yeah. to Britain, right? Yes, that's right. And they want to have a child. They've, right, I mean, his wife, she'd had a stillborn child. And then Robert is approached by a priest at the hospital who suggests that they take a healthy newborn whose mother has just died in childbirth, which is what they do. And they take the kid home and, you know, it's obviously they relocate to London from the US. And then his nanny and everybody else, they kind of like, they converge on this kid. You know, it's kind of like they're his protectors. So they look after him. And everybody who tries to get in their way um, ends up getting killed by mysterious means. And it has to be said, some of the some of the death scenes in this is, although it was made in the seventies, um, they do look a bit cheesy these days. But um, it's it is one of those movies that you can sit down and watch, and it's lots of familiar faces obviously from in the 70s so you get you do see a lot of people um or you do recognize a lot of people from previous movies in this so obviously you've got gregory peck lee remick david warmer um billy whitelaw as well um she played uh, mrs baylock <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> easy there yeah so well oh, i've been smoking too much um yeah, so basically, you get it's essentially getting all these characters that get offed, and you know, people sacrificing themselves in the name of Damien and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's just one of those movies that, for me, is is a favourite. You know, I've I've always liked this movie, and it's funny because it's now it's forty two years old. So it came out in nineteen seventy six, hmm. um, which. I was two when this film was released. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. Yeah, neither was no. I. Yeah. So, so what do you <laughs> think of the Omen, Mike? Uh, I just uh, recently watched all of them in October, and uh, it Omen is one of my favorite kills in horror history. It's when the the maid hangs herself. Yes. And I absolutely love 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 that kill. It's... Wait, she hangs herself? I thought who's the one who throws himself out the window? That she hangs. She says it's at the birthday party, and she yeah. That's what she she says this is all for you, Damien. Yeah, and she hangs herself, she just... and she but the slack comes, and then she hits through a window. Oh, okay. That's you know I'm brain farting a little bit. That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I like the Omen a lot, but I think um the whole series as a whole is super solid. Besides the fourth one, I uh, 
yeah, I, I think the first Omen's probably like my least favorite, probably because I've seen it so many times. But the third <laughs> one with uh, Sam Neill is so much fun. That's yeah. always a senator, right? Yeah, and uh, the ending's a little bit of a letdown, but I think the whole movie's really good. Second one is really good, and uh, it's got Lance Henriksen in it. So, yes, oh, it has. I forgot about that. He's the, yeah, see, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little di- dissenting uh, opinion here. I- I'm not a big fan of the Omen. Huh? I think, and, and I'm one of those guys that I like slow movies, but I think this movie's got some pacing issues. It does. It's too long. I think, it's way too long. Yes, absolutely. I think it, it, it starts off really good, but then there's this long period when, you know, Damien isn't doing anything and there's no weird things really happening, and there's just a whole lot of discussion about, oh, you've got to move to England and you've got a lot of responsibility now and you're starting the family and you've got to do what's best for the family. And like it just it it takes way too long for it to actually get moving forward again. Then you have that birthday party scene, which is great. And then after that, again, you've got another fucking big space until something interesting happens that uh, Gregory Peck starts to think, oh, something's really fucked up with this kid. So I don't know. Uh, it, it it's it's fine and it's good, but I don't think it's perfect. Like I wouldn't put it in that upper echelon of horror. I think it's like, oh yeah, it's fine. I don't have a problem with the omen, the omen so much, you mm. know, because there's so many other bad movies. But it's not something I'm going to pull out and be like, yeah, let's watch the omen tonight. I agree. Yeah, I I bought it. I I watched it because I bought the box set and I got the box. Oh, set. I own the omen. Yeah, but... yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I no, it's it. only recently that I picked it up. Uh, literally within the last two weeks. Um. So I got it really fucking cheap as well, which was a bit of a bonus. Um, yeah. I think I paid like four pounds for the whole set. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know what's but weird? Yeah. I, I, I think I own one. I don't know if I own two. I definitely have three on Laserdisc. Laserdisc! I, de- <laughs> I definitely own three on Laserdisc. I know that. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have the others. Huh. Now that I'm thinking, I, like, I've never heard of the fourth one. I didn't even know that existed. It was a waste. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, some of the kills in it were okay, but um, yeah. it was, it's one of those uh, made-for-TV classics. Yeah. Because they Like really... Rosemary's Baby 2? Uh, the, the what? <laughs> yes. They made a second one of that? It's a thing that exists. Jesus. I doubt Roman Polanski returned to direct, to direct <laughs> that. Probably not. He's, probably... he's not known for his made-for-TV movies, as far as I know. <laughs> but, um, the only no. reason I remember that is because they were playing Rosemary's Baby 1 as a lead-in to, I think, the, the television premiere of 2. Television premiere. Rosemary. And I recorded it on VHS. Rosemary's Baby. See, this is where we all go retro on this hit, on this show. <laughs> oh, Rosemary's Baby 2014? No, no. This was way before that. They made a movie called I Rosemary's think it was something Baby. Else? 2015. Look what happened. Look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby. 1976. No way. That's not what I'm thinking of. Maybe, well, maybe it was. Patty maybe Duke's they were just it? showing it on TV. Dude, I don't know. You're talking about, I was like eight. <laughs> and I recorded this, it off a TV and a VHS. This really looks like uh, having been adopted by the Madam of Southwestern Brothel and now adult Adrian must cope with the fact that he's Satan's kid and not living up to his expectations. <laughs> TV movie, nineteen seventy-six. Yeah. All right. Well, may- maybe I was confused. I thought it had. I thought it was I... the premiere. Maybe they were just showing it. So here's a theory. Look, look who's talking now. 
<laughs> right? This is with, look, with uh, look Kirstie what's Allen. happened to Rosemary's baby. Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> Kirstie Alley. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis. See, see, what's really funny is that every time I watch um, The Omen, I can't help but think of Damien from South Park. The little right, kid, right, right. The which little... is a ripoff of The Omen. Yes. It's like, I just can't help but think of like little Damien running around the school going, Fill my wrath! And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, the, and then the choir comes in, Dominus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. That's the... That's... Peanut! That's enough! All right, we're done. That sounds like it's on a loop. It doesn't even sound real. <laughs> just say, did you just call your dog Peanut or Penis? <laughs> Peanut. Oh, right. she, has, she goes by many names. Peanut, Butter, Shmee. Cunt. Asshole. <laughs> well, she's mad. She doesn't have one name. <laughs> she doesn't. She wouldn't know a name. She's an idiot. <laughs> she's fucking grilling me right now, though. I'll tell you that much. Holy shit. Women, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Kind of low ziggy at the moment. So yeah, all right, Shane, that's an excellent pick, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give that a uh, a D minus for cold movie weather watching. Uh oh, he's grading them now. I'm Screw grading you. it now. That's it. Screw all right, Mike. Me. Let's let's go to you first. What, you, what what's a movie you picked here? Um, I picked Frozen from 2010. Oh, that's not the one I was expecting. I you know okay hilarious, but I've mentioned that. Uh, oh, you thought I was going to talk about Sunshine? That's what I was oh, anticipating. Oh, you know yeah. what? Every time I brought this up to people in, in real life, I was like, yeah, I'm watching Frozen. They're like, oh, I didn't know you liked it. Disney movie Frozen. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Peanut. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shut your whole puke. She's not going to stop either. This, this is going to be I don't know why. Thing. I don't know why I watched Frozen, to be honest with you guys. Because one, I'm afraid of heights, and two, I'm going skiing this weekend. Oh my God. That's the <laughs> worst thing to watch when you go skiing. <laughs> I've never been skiing before. and I... <laughs> You've never been skiing? No, I'm good. Dude, you're going to see that chairlift, and you're going to shit yourself. And both my friends are assholes, so they're going to shake the chairlift while we're up there. Um, <laughs> all right. But this movie was it's called Frozen from 2010. It's directed and written by Adam Green, who is from Hatchet, and uh, all four of those. Uh, well, three of them i think no 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 he, well, he only directed he didn't direct yeah, the third he only directed right right that's right he was in the third yeah, one, sorry but he didn't direct it um so okay this movie's super simple and that's why i like it so much but um these three skiers are going up in a a, a ski lift and they have like their little fun time at the hill but they want to go up one last time before they close so they bribe the um chairlift guy and they go up and there's some miscommunication with the chairlift people and they shut the whole chairlift down so they're oh, about 50 feet, yeah and they're about 50 feet in the air and all the lights are out so they come to the revelation that it's going to be closed all week because they're they were they're on like a uh, like a friday or saturday or something and it's closed until the next friday or saturday so the whole movie is about them how they're going to get down from this chairlift 50 feet in the air um if you haven't seen this i would skip ahead in this podcast because i do want to talk about the spoilers a little bit because it's i, yeah, I really this like this movie a, this is a movie you have to spoil to discuss because right. it's like you said it's such a simple concept you know, if if anyone's has been skiing and you've been on a chairlift, 
I'm just going to warn you, Mike, since you haven't gone, you may not know this. They do stop the chairlift sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got that. I'm, I'm trying like not if to somebody's, <laughs> If somebody's getting on or off the chairlift and they fall and fuck up, the guys will shut down the chairlift for, you know, till they pick themselves up so they don't get hit in the head with the fucking the next chair right. coming around. So, but anyway, you could be up in the middle of the thing, you're like 100 feet in the air, and boof, the chairlift just stops. Right. And anyone who's been on a chairlift that stops and you're stuck up in the air like that, you look next to the guy next to you and you're like, boy, I hope this thing fucking starts up again. <laughs> well, that's what they go through in this movie. So, you know, the chairlift stops and they're like, oh, you know, this happens all the time. And then all the lights start going out in the whole place. Yeah. And um, one guy comes onto the mountain to, like, groom the snow. And that's played by Kane Hodder as a little cameo. And um, they start trying to, like, throw their equipment at him, and he can't see it because there's, like, a blizzard coming. And they're still they're stuck up there. He goes away, and they're stuck up there. So uh, the middle guy, he's dating. Okay, there's three people. There's, like, two best friends, and one of the guys brings his girlfriend up. And um, one of the guys, played by Kevin Zegers, he decides to jump. He's like, fuck it. I'm jumping. I'm going to go get help. So he jumps off the ski lift. For some reason, he jumps like legs first and he breaks. What are you going to land on your head? Well, the way they shot it was kind of goofy because they sh- they shoot it from like the chin down and they just show his like legs like sticking out <laughs> in like a really like kind of comical way. And of course, his legs break and the the effects for when his legs break always make me wince. Because they oh, show it like three God. times and it's just his legs are just fucking shattered. And um, so, you know, the two people are in the ski lift now. The other two people are played by Sean Ashmore, who's been in everything. Ironically, he's Iceman from X-Men. And um, Emma Bell, who's also in like Walking Dead and stuff. She uh, they start freaking out. And of course, there's wolves on the mountain and they get to him. And they eat them, and the, both of those people watch their best friend die by getting eaten by wolves. Um, eventually, uh, Sean Ashmore gets the idea that he's going to, like, tight, not tightrope walk, but, uh, like, hang from the wires on top and go to the other uh, chair to try to get down from a pole. Uh, his hands are getting all messed up and bloody, and eventually he makes it, climbs down, fights off the wolves, and goes down the hill. And he goes to get help, but he never comes back. Last girl is on the chairlift, and she's freaking out, and she doesn't know what to do. And she eventually gets the chairlift to break off and come crashing down on the mountain. She goes down the mountain and sees that Sean Ashmore has now been eaten by wolves. And uh, she goes in the car and drives off. (laughs) So that's... I spoiled the hell out of it, yeah. But oh yeah, that's but it's, full spoiler. But it's, the thing is, like, this movie is so damn simple. Like, I w- it would take me like thirty seconds to describe it. Otherwise, here's the problem, though. The point the the point of the movie is not the story; it's the fucking tension. Oh yeah, and see, that's that's what always gets me, and that's what always returns me back. Because there's not a lot of practical effects. There's like two scenes of them, and uh, it's the intensity. And you think into yourself, how the hell are these people going to get down? You know, because after the first guy jumps, it shows that if you jump from that height, you will break your legs. So what are these other two people going to do? And the whole movie, you know, they have dialogue and what they're going to do. And they try to, like, try to take their minds off of the situation by talking about random things. And I I love that aspect of it. 
Yeah, this this is a movie that's it's well written because it actually does sound like the way people talk right. to each other, which is nice. And I think it's a great example of someone that's a talented filmmaker because you could see something like Hatchet where, you know, Hatchet's blood guts and fucking crazy nonsense slasher hilariousness. And then he makes something like this mm-hmm. that is a little bit more psychological and is all about like, you know, human decisions and emotions and fucking the interaction between them. It's um, you know, it it's a big difference, and it, it sort of lets you know that Adam Green's, you know, he's got the chops to make a a great different, you know, he's got a great variety of movies he's able to make. Oh right, and there's one scene in particular where I love the writing, and it actually hits me really bad. It's when she's uh the girl played by Emma Bell. She's talking about how she has a dog at home, and I don't know how recently you've guys seen this if you have seen it. But it's fucking heartbreaking the way she's describing it. She's like, my dog is probably, her name is like Shayna or something. She's like, my dog is probably sitting in front of the door right now. Every movement in the hallway, she probably thinks it's me. And it's not going to be me. She's like, it's it's going to starve to death. And it's going to think that I left her to die. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, speak of the devil. Perfect timing, Ziggy. Thank you. And it's like, every time I, I hear it, it's like, holy fuck, like. That's that's some like heartbreaking shit. The way that Adam Green wrote that, and it's 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 pretty badass. And like you said, how he goes from like a splatter fest like Hatchet to write really good dialogue in this movie is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, I, I gotta be honest. It's been a long time since I watched this movie, and I am actually I'm having a hard time like recalling everything from it like i remember the scenes i remember the big points mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about like i remember you know they go down they talk to the chairlift guy one of the girls the girl flirts with him to get him to be like oh you know just be cool let us up let's you know they go up and i remember the guy breaking his legs and the wolves and all that but like the it, it for whatever reason the rest of it didn't just like stick with me that hard mm-hmm. but i mean it's a good movie it's it's worth checking out and for a fucking cold weather movie it is freezing. Yeah, in this it's movie. it's definitely. These cold. people are like dying on the chairlift because of frostbite. Yeah, she's got frost frostbite all over her uh, face. There's a scene where she accidentally goes to sleep, but she's holding the like uh, just her like instinct. She's holding like the bar in front of her, and she wakes up and she sees like her hand is all like black and blue, and it's like frozen to the bar, and she's got to like take it off, and you see her skin peeling away and shit. It's it's brutal. Hmm. So, yeah, cool movie. Yeah. Shane, have you seen this one? I have, yeah. Um, I bought it um, a few years back. Um, I watched it. I can't say it's a favourite movie, but um, but then again, saying that, I don't really remember too much about it. But from what I remember, it was okay. You know, it was it was just one of those films. I didn't. I just forgot at the time that it was actually written and directed by Adam Green because obviously I'd seen Hatchet before. Didn't really think about. Who it was written, written and directed by. But um, yeah, it's not a bad movie. I think you and I are in the same boat on that one. Yeah. So sweet, good pick, Mike. Um, so I'm gonna go over uh, the movie I chose, and I I'm not gonna say I chose it because I think it's a great movie to watch when you're cold. But it's a fucking movie to watch, and it's about being cold. It's called Ice Spiders from 2007. And this is a, I, I'm not sure uh, if this was made for the Sci-Fi Channel, but it definitely premiered on the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. And uh, it is a shitty CGI spider movie that takes place on a ski mountain. And it is, 
<laughs> it's fucking terrible, but it's terrible in a hilarious way that you can't help but be like, all right, I, I got to watch this. So it stars um, Patrick Muldoon, who, if you remember Starship Troopers, he plays the douchebag um, pilot in Starship Troopers that Johnny Rico gets into a fight with. Yeah. Um, so he's like this. He plays the douchey ski instructor. And it also stars Vanessa Williams as Dr. April Summers. The tennis player? Who's, um, what? The tennis player? No, that's Venus Williams. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vanessa Williams, man. She's an actress from the 90s. She See, was. Uh, I know her as a singer. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess she was a singer. Oh, the, that Vanessa Williams. Yes. Okay. She was in Candyman. Yeah, she was also yes. in Ugly, yes. Ugly Betty. She played the mom in Candyman. Yeah, she was in Ugly Betty as well. Uh, but um, but yeah, so she plays a doctor that works at a lab on top of this mountain that's near the ski area. And the lab is genetically engineering spiders <clears throat> to to get spider silk. Um, She thinks the lab is making bulletproof vests out of spider silk. But it turns out that the... They're also making giant poisonous spiders to combat the Russians or something. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a little bit not very specific in the details. Um, but the uh, the rest of the movie's focus sort of on the ski area, and there's a ski team that comes up that's training for the Olympics at this rinky dink ski area that Patrick Muldoon works at, and he's going to help train these kids to be able to try out for the Olympics. And then a bunch of ice spiders kill um, pretty much every hunter and every like person skiing in the mountain. And they attack the area and there are a bunch of CGI spiders that break through the windows and, and everyone's got to fight them off. It's like just this horrible, horrible movie. But for some reason, I'm like drawn to that terribleness. Like the CGI is the worst. The, the, the special effects are t- absolutely terrible. The acting is completely hokey, but absolutely passable in this in this like '80s ski movie type of way. I don't know if you guys. I mean, Shane, you're old enough to know some of these. Um, it was a little before your time, I think, Mike. But like the um, the sort of like '80s ski movies, like Ski School and Ski Patrol and um, uh, Aspen Extreme, and like a bunch of these type of fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. They were like. It was like a movie genre in itself, and I used to watch this shit all the time with my older brother growing up, and this absolutely captures that feeling of the fucking shitty 80s ski movie, where there's like, they ski, they have a race down the mountain for some, I forget what the prize even was, they were like, oh yeah boy, you think you got what it takes? I'll meet you at the top of the double black diamond and we'll see who makes it down first. And it's like, just just fucking cuts to stock footage of actual professional skiers. coming down the mountain and then it cuts away to like Patrick Muldoon like zoomed in on his face like he's cutting side to side um cheesy and stupid but for some reason I fucking love it and oddly enough it was directed by a Tibor Takas Takas I guess whatever his name is um but he directed and wrote The Gate and The Gate 2 which are two of my favorite childhood movies See, I love so, the gate. Yes. Weird, great soundtrack on that, too. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're talking like that was, let's see here. 
the gate was 87 and mm-hmm. this movie is 2007 so you could see where he's gone in that fucking direction he's also made spiders 3d which i guarantee is another sci-fi movie i haven't watched <clears throat> meteor storm um probably a bunch of other crappy movies including rocky mountain christmas that was his latest one Oh, he did a couple episodes of The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, Shane. Oh, yeah, well, I never watched that. Yeah, because it's probably shit. <laughs> yeah. If anything, so, anyway, anything after yeah. the fucking second, like, anything after The Crow, um, well, yeah. All yeah, Ice Spiders is, I'd call it like a guilty pleasure, but I, I would recommend no one watch this movie unless you're looking for a really dumb <laughs> movie about skiing. <clears throat> well, for me, I'm an arachnophobe. And I freely admit that I'm an arachnophobe, uh, so there is no hope in hell that I'm a I don't know, Shane. There's there, It's not like arachnophobia or some other really good spider movie that's actually scary. This is like just big C- CGI spiders. And when I say big, I mean like they're the size of a human. They're not like the size of a car. No, see, you don't get it. It's like, but they look so bad, dude. They look the worst. It's spiders, dude. I can't watch anything with spiders. <laughs> no, no. it's uh, th- This is not one to be afraid of. I mean, uh, you know, plus Vanessa Williams is hot in it, so you got that going for you. Oh, yeah, there is that. Everything else, but... is, there, everything else is dumb. There's, like, a team of commandos that the spiders take out, and it all comes down to, like, the skiers and Patrick Muldoon <laughs> to go to the top of a mountain and have, like, a ski race to defeat the spiders somehow. I don't exactly... <laughs> a ski race to <laughs> defeat spiders. I swear to God, I watched this this week, and I'm, like, blanking out on how it ends. I know I watched it. <laughs> it's really bad. But, for some terrible reason, I enjoyed it. So, that's what I got. But, um, let's go over your the other one you had chosen, Mike, uh, Sunshine. Because I think that's an interesting pick. Completely, it's like the opposite direction of, like, a cold movie. But maybe that's when you want when you well, sorry, maybe that's what you want to watch when it's freezing outside. Right. So, you know, what's opposite of cold? The sun. So, um I you guys can watch all the cold movies you want on a cold day, but uh like today it was sixty degrees outside in winter. Yeah, it was so, hot for us too. You know, I I don't know about that. But um in Chicago here it gets pretty damn cold. And when it's cold outside, the last thing I want to do is watch a cold movie. Um, so I decided to pick Sunshine, which is a uh, sci-fi thriller with some horror elements near the end. Um, it was made in 2007 and directed by Danny Boyle of, you know, uh, 28 Days Later and uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Train Spotting. And The Beach. And The Beach, which I've never seen, but I hear is really good. Good film, um, yeah. It was written by Alex Garland, and it stars... I don't know how to say his name, if it's Killian or Cillian Murphy. It's Killian Murphy. Is it Killian Murphy? Okay. Yeah. Um, Rose Burns in it, and uh, Cliff Curtis is in it. So you got... And Chris Evans is in it, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in 2057, and it's about a team of uh, astronauts on a spaceship who are trying to revive the sun because the sun is dying. So their whole mission is to go near the sun, drop a bomb in it. Particles are going to form together and then kind of rejolt the sun. Um, if you're into astronomy at any level, this movie is plot hole city, but let's not get into that. <laughs> um, 
But um, otherwise, it's a very solid, very solid sci-fi thriller. And if you play the Dead Space games, it's kind of reminiscent of that as well. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the beginning of it, and I'll say spoilers. So if you do want to watch it, um, the beginning part is, you know, everything's going gravy on this mission until uh, they get an interception of the uh, previous spaceship that was going on this mission that they lost contact with. So... They decided to go check out that other uh, spaceship and find the and uh, recalculate the trajectory and all that jazz. Um, so this is where it's going to get heavy into spoilers. Um, they go to that other spaceship and they find that um, the the crew was all in one room when they died, and that one room is like a like a visual room of the sun. So what's pretty neat about it is. Um, they go into this one room and they they adjust like this little dial and you can uh, it's kind of like a tint on a car window which you can adjust the tint and since they're right in front of the sun the brightness is so bright that you could look at the sun at a safe uh, safe like viewing area basically but what a lot of people did in this previous spaceship is they went into that one room and they turned the dial all the way up to eleven I guess and allowed a hundred percent of the sun's uh, brightness to engulfed the room and they all got caught on fire and they burned alive well in this room um the captain i guess kept watching the sun and he became kind of like a lunatic so when they were exploring this other ship they um stumble across the captain of that ship and he decides to go fucking crazy near the end and try to start killing everybody he sneaks onto the other ship and tries to start killing everybody uh there's a lot going on in between there um but it's a very solid movie to watch, especially on a cold day, because you deal with the sun. And there's nothing hotter than the sun in our solar system. So, <laughs> and What's really neat, though, when you go in this viewing room, one of the guys on the uh, the main spaceship of the, the characters, he's like getting... You can tell that he's going into the sunroom so much because he's so fascinated with the sun's brightness that he's getting sunburn on his face, which is pretty neat. So there's like little things here or there that they sh- they shove in a lot of details. It- it's shot wonderfully by Danny Boyle. It's it's a very beautiful movie. So I'd give this a very uh, a very good recommendation on a very cold day. Yeah, this this movie is one of the best sci-fi horror movies out there. It's it's right up there with Event Horizon, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um I love a I love a lot of you know, there's so many great parts in the movie, like when they have to go out and repair the 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 reflective panels or the solar panels mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, I forget what's happening. Whether the the sun's not rotating, but like the 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 ship is rotating, and every time it comes around, like if the astronauts are caught on the surface of this thing, they'll just get fucking completely cooked by the sun. So there's just like crazy time passing period where they're like, oh, the sun's coming around, you gotta hide yourself or whatever, or you have to be out of there before the. Uh, before the sun hits you, because you're gonna get you're gonna get baked. Um, there's a lot of great stuff like that. There's some cool event horizon things where you know people if they're trapped long enough they start to just fucking lose their shit, mm-hmm. or if they're if they're in, you know involved in the sun long enough. Um, I, I sort of like a lot of parts of these movies. I think the acting's great in it. The special effects are really good, and the plot is you know maybe when it's not the most scientific plot in the world, it's still really fucking good. It's interesting. Yeah, this movie is good enough to overlook a lot of those astronomy and you know like uh, those science. Yeah, facts. Like, 
Right, the basic premise is they're going to jumpstart the sun by dropping every atomic bomb in the world into yeah. it, essentially. So, you've read, so it's like, I'm, all right, I'm looking, I don't know that that's going to work, but it's a, it's a, I accept it. It's an idea. Let's just go forward. See, I mean, it is a good film. Um, just looking up on the trivia on it on um, IMDb, uh, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland worked on the script for a year. They then spent a second year in pre-production filmed it for three months and then spent another year editing and working on the visual effects. It really shows. It's, 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 it's shot so beautifully. And then in near the end, when they do show the captain of the previous ship, he's never, he's never on camera like a normal person. He's always like, uh, like disfigured or some way, but the camera always has that shine on him. So you never really know what he looks like, but he's all burnt the fuck up and he's just lost his mind. And I think that's yeah, that, brilliant. That guy is uh, Mark Strong. Um, well-known British actor. He was in recently in the, um, the Kingsman movies. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's him. <clears throat> cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But like, I, I, I don't have any notes on this movie. I just watched it again yesterday, so I was kind of oh, yeah. stumbling I'm gonna all over to, it. But I'm going to have to dig it out. I'll have to dig it out. I haven't watched it for a while. I do own it, um, so I'll have to dig that out and watch that. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I mean, I haven't got a Lisa to watch this movie, uh, mostly on the promise of Chris Evans. I'm like, baby, it's got Captain America in it. And she's like, all right, let's watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was watching <laughs> this with Val yesterday, and every time Chris Evans was on, she's like, mm. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I've gotten into I've gotten into multiple arguments with women about Captain America versus Thor, and every woman picks Thor. And I'm like, what about Captain America, dude? Look at this guy. I always hear yeah. Chris Evans. Oh, now that's see, that's interesting. I guess maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong crew of people. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a that's an interesting pick. I like that you went the complete opposite direction of like cold movies, right? Um. The other one that I sort of looked at, I was thinking of doing, I didn't really go into too much. I actually didn't watch it this year, but I watch it most years, which is both embarrassing and hilarious, is a 1988 slasher called Iced. Uh, it's a it's about a group of friends that go up to a ski resort and stay in this, like, cabin. And there's a serial killer going around killing them off. And it's all based around, um, in the beginning of the movie, there's a flashback to years before where they go up there and uh, this, I'm trying to remember now the, the one guy is like trying to pick up this girl and she's like, Oh yeah, we'll totally meet up. And then he finds out that everyone's just making fun of him. And like, she didn't actually want to bang him or whatever. She was going to go bang somebody else. So he goes up to the top of the mountain at night and kills himself by skiing down the mountain. It's really vague and really stupid. He jumps on like an ice pile. He yeah. Like that's body right. slides, he, slams it. He jumps up and like, like spread Eagles. <laughs> like I don't know. I guess he lands on something. I guess it's ice. Is it a rock? I don't know what he does. But um. But yeah. Then he then so the rest of the movie is they go back up to this resort like whatever ten years later or something, and they're all adults, you know, quote unquote, and grown up, and they all have jobs, and one by one they're getting picked off, and it's like just I love the the cabin part of this. It like it looks like cabins that i've been in on ski mountains that it's just like old shitty 80s stuff but i'm talking about places i go this year yeah like that look the exact same so it's got this great like every year i go up to vermont to a, a, a cabin my family owns and this is a movie that i want to watch up there all the time but no one wants to watch this shitty 80s movie with me 
So, but it, like just the idea of it, I love, go, you know, you're going up in this cabin, you're away from everything else. And it's just er- everything in this thing looks like the eighties. The fucking ski outfits are hilarious. Everything everyone wears and what they talk about. There's like the one Coke head guy that's trying to bang people in the hot tub. Always. Um, yeah, of course it's the eighties. That's what the eighties was. It's like, it's like hot tub time machine. If there was a serial killer going around killing everyone. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's an awful movie, and again, <laughs> it's got a place in my heart. And it's just, it's actually pretty hard to find. I mean, most people are gonna have to go on and are gonna have to go on and find a torrent or you know some other thing. Oh god damn it, butter, you're killing me. Um, I mean, other than that, it's pretty much just VHS. There's no other way to really get a hold of this thing. I don't even know if it's on any type of like Amazon or Netflix streaming. I've never seen it on anything other than the VHS copy I have. So check it out. If you like a weird, obscure slasher that focuses on a serial killer that skis down a mountain. Yes, You've seen this one, right, Mike? Yeah. I watched it uh, late last year. What'd you think of it? I mean, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I was laughing my ass off when the guy killed himself in the beginning. I thought that was fucking... Because he just saw his girlfriend that he brought up, like, banging some other dude with no shame. She was just going to town on this other guy. And he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, he just jumped up in the air on some skis, and they just show him, like, body slam this little ice mound. And other than that, I mean, I... It's it's enjoyable. Like the the killer's like red goggles he's wearing is hysterical. Yep. <laughs> so I I mean I think it's worth a watch. I think it's a really fun movie. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see something like this come out, you know, on DVD or something, just so I can. I mean, the copy I have is pretty terrible, but uh, I'd like to just see it get a little bit more um, notoriety, I guess, in the, in the slasher genre. Not because it's good. It's not. It's nothing like up there with like the Prowler or yeah. the Burning or anything like that. Um, it's it's way shittier than that. But it, it, I think it's unique because the only other one that's like this is the movie that you had mentioned that uh, George brought up. That snowboard movie, uh, sl- uh, not sl- Shredder. Shredder. Yeah. Um, which is about a snowboard killer that that kills a bunch of kids staying in the cabin, but that was made in the late two thousands. You don't get that great eighties aspect. Would you, would you say, cause iced on Amazon is being sold for $60 for the VHS. No, would you, fucking say, way. Are you serious? say it's worth buying? I picked this up for 50 cents at a, a video store closing down. That's worth it. Yeah. There's one for $60 for uh, $4 shipping, or you could uh, get the very good version that's being sold for $90. For $4 oh shipping. good lord. <laughs> no, this is a, it's a sin. Somebody, uh, you know, if anybody from like Vinegar Syndrome or Code Red or one of these other places that releases some of these movies, please find a copy of Iced and release it for everyone so we can all get a, get a nice version of it. I'd buy that it. in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. No, it's 60 bucks. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Do not watch, <laughs> do not watch this for $60. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. I mean, we got a pretty... Uh, Pretty good selection there. Cold weather movies. There's a ton of others that, you know, out there. When you were mentioning um, uh, the uh, Frozen, I was actually thinking of ATM. You ever seen that one? Uh, I've seen the poster of it, but I hear it's awful. It's an, it's not a good movie, but it is a cold-ass movie. Like, it's the, the idea is a bunch of people get trapped in this, um, I guess, it, it's a little separate bank building that has oh, an ATM encasing glass. And there's a serial killer that's killing people. 
and uh, this group of three people that are stuck inside the ATM watches this guy kill somebody. And they realize, oh my god, we're stuck in here. And then he sort of is out there waiting for anyone to come around so he can kill them. Oh, wow. Uh, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. But I've seen it, and it exists. Yeah. I mean, we gotta, We should probably mention the thing as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, I mean, I think I, I sort of put out a little stipulation that Mike was not allowed to mention the thing, <laughs> and Shane was not allowed to mention 30 Days of Night. <laughs> I could talk about thing all day. I mean, that's one of the coldest movies I've ever seen. It probably is the best one, honestly, to choose. Though you brought up a really good idea, not a horror movie, but The Hateful Eight. Yes, because uh, that's I watched that in theater, and that was like making me cold while sitting through it. Because every time they go through that oh. damn door, it blows open, and there's snow everywhere, and everyone's like, "Close the door!" And they're just like, "I, you gotta nail it, <laughs> you gotta nail it, you gotta, it gotta do it twice." <laughs> It's that is one cold ass movie. Also one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm finding it becoming underrated in the Tarantino sort of world. Oh, totally. Like, like people just. Dis- Sorry totally. about that. What's that, Shane? I just had to go and answer my door. There's a guy delivering food. Just knocks on my door, looking for another number. That's not my house. Not my flat. <laughs> did you get any? Did you get any food? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, hatefully, not a lot of people have seen it, and not a lot of people have heard about it, which is odd to me. Um, but I saw that in theater on their little road show uh, when they did the, uh, the the actual. They used actual film to film it. Did you see the seventy millimeter? Room? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I have the little booklet and everything that came with it. It came it was yes. Yeah, it's it's it was brilliant. It, theater was playing it right by my house, so I had to go. And, uh, yeah, no one, it was a packed theater, which made me so happy. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. no one. I, I also saw that same 70 millimeter road show. Oh, it was fantastic. With the, with the packets and everything yeah, else. Yeah, with the intermission and everything. It was brilliant. Yep. It was so good. I, I, that's probably up there. I would say like my second favorite Tarantino movie next to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in the entire Tarantino ranking system would take me a whole fucking show to go yeah, through, I think. Yeah. But, um, but I, I really enjoyed that one. I think it's Tarantino at his best, which is his, his writing and his interaction between characters. And that's all that movie is. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of like a very good homage to the thing as well. I mean, not only was it a cold yeah. movie, but it was, you know, uh, the music during the uh, coffee scene was straight out of uh, unused music from the thing. And it's just, it's just a brilliant movie. It's if you want a really cold movie, watch Hateful Eight. It's not horror, but it's brilliant. Yep, great movie. The good, uh, nice amount of violence and gore in it. Too. Oh yeah, blood packets galore. I mean, it's Tarantino. What do you want? Yeah. So good stuff. I think it just about wraps it up, fellas. Our first show of 2018. We can sort of call it for now. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, you guys can catch us on uh, our Gmail at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. On our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, uh, you can find me on Facebook. And on Twitter, on Twitter, I'm at Ryan Tutelo. <clears throat> um, you could probably find us on the UHM UpcomingHorrorMovies.com message board. We're always on there. And uh, uh, Shane, you got your Twitters and your Instagrams. And yeah, stuff? I've got. Um, yeah, I've, I'm on the Twitters at Dead Cell Society um, on Instagrams or Instaspaz um, at Dead Cell Society seventy four. I'm also on the Facebook group and the um, 
the motherboard, as I like to call it. Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously the UHM Facebook group. And uh, I'm on Mike. the uh, the UHM Upcoming Horror Movies website, the forum. I'm on the Facebook group. I have an IMDb list of all the movies I'm watching on my 365 Days of Horror, which somebody just actually, I've gotten like two other people in the group to start doing this, which is pretty neat. And the Facebook group, they're doing 365 Days of Horror as well. Which is, nice. yeah, it's, it's pretty badass. And uh, someone actually messaged me asking me for a list of all the movies I've watched. I do keep them in an IMDb list, so if you want to know, you can always ask me and I'll link you to it. Or sometimes I don't spam it, but I try to post at least once a day my list of what I've watched. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, it's my last name with a zero at the end. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. Yeah, I usually post a link of your list on the uh if you if you listen to this on SoundCloud, it's usually on there, and if it's on iTunes, the link should be included there as well. So if anyone wants to check out his list, it's up there. So yeah, that wraps it up for today, fellas, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. And thanks for everybody for listening. And I'll just say bye for now. Bye. Adios. All right. Now I gotta fucking murder this dog because <laughs> she is a fucking pain in my ass. She loves oh. it. Damn it.